This week on Aliens Explored, Neil and I will be continuing our discussion on The Men in Black. Not the movie starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, but real-life, otherworldly and unsettling visitors who turn up on the doorsteps of people who claim to have had encounters with extraterrestrials. Is the movie an entertainment based on these alleged encounters, or have people started claiming to have had these visits having seen the movie? Now, this episode of Aliens Explored is dedicated to our Explorer of the Week, Toby Foams. It is thanks to Toby and our other explorers, as well as everyone who supports us on Patreon, that we're able to put out these episodes and hopefully entertain you. Now, if you too want to help support us and become maybe an Explorer of the Week yourself, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash aliens explored and pick a tier that suits you. Now, to be Explorer of the Week, you have to pick certain tiers and above, but every bit of help and support is very much appreciated. So many thanks to our Explorer of the Week, Toby Foams. And here's the episode continuing about the Men in Black. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Hello listeners and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly look at the mysterious skies and those mysterious otherworldly strangers who come knocking at your door. Uh, my name is Neil Kelly, I'm one of your, one of your presenters. And I'm the other one, Stu Jackson. Uh, would you count me as an otherworldly person coming knocking at your door? Um, if you came knocking at my door, I would, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you doing, so, Neil? It's been a little while. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's Easter weekend, so uh, I've been I've been left to my own devices, and um, and behaving like an idiot. <laughs> One thing I did, I, I ordered something for Janet for Easter, um, but we had a kind of fake Easter the weekend before, because uh, her her son George was home, and um, and I gave her a present. But then when I got in yesterday, after a few drinks, I became convinced that this thing hadn't been delivered. I had no memory of it. And so I got in touch with Amazon and and told them it hadn't been delivered. And they said, okay, we'll cancel that. We'll get your money back and you can reorder. So I ordered another one, which was delivered today, um, but then saw the other one in the cupboard 
well, right after it. So, and, and then it's hard to get back in touch with Amazon to say, sorry, I was just blithering. <laughs> I feel it had been delivered and I'd just forgotten. Um, but they're quick to they're quick to refund. There's a top tip: you order something from Amazon, and they claim it wasn't delivered. Get your money back. Uh, it's it's criminal criminal activity. I am I am expecting consequences, and I'm sort of expecting that those consequences I, I might be dealt with more harshly than I, than I realised. If if Ben's listening, I mean Ben's in in law enforcement. He might. Yes. Um, I'm sure he has some very robust views about that kind of behaviour. Uh, Get in touch, I- Ben. Let us know what you think. <laughs> as as a person who pays a monthly subscription to Amazon, um, hmm. it's my pocket it's coming out of. So yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do pay a monthly subscription as well, so I've clawed back this month's <laughs> subscription <laughs> through dishonest means. You know, and then I've, you know, I've, all I feel it takes. sure you will get in touch with Amazon and rectify this. But 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 then all I do is you know when, when I'm doing my accounting, and quite often I'll put Amazon as a as a business expense, you know, a, a subscription to Amazon Prime. Um, that's a legitimate business expense, and and buying books and renting videos, those are legitimate business expenses. Well, if I if I recorded this purchase as as a business expense. And then didn't didn't record the refund of it. Well, I'm getting into the same territory as Donald Trump here. Aren't I? I've, I've committed another crime. To kind of, <laughs> I've falsified my business accounts, yeah. as well as defrauding Amazon. So uh, next thing we know, yeah, we'll be standing for the Tory party. Yeah, next, <laughs> I mean these things mount up, don't they? Next thing I know, I'll be in a street gang. I mean, I've, I've got to say though. So I mean. It's amusing as this story. So you, you, Janet's gone away. You're left in mm. the house all on your own. Yeah. And you order something on Amazon. Then forget you've you've had it delivered. You order another one and have two. I mean, as sequels to the movie Risky Business goes. <laughs> <laughs> but but also having drunkenly phoned up Amazon and or got them to call me. Yeah. And 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 indignantly claimed that this thing was never delivered, <laughs> despite despite the records showing that it had been delivered. So I've, I've, there's probably some some um, delivery man being grilled now. <laughs> what did you do with that uh, with that that ornamental wine glass? <laughs> and again, as as drunk dialing or drunk texting goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same kind of thing, isn't it? And and I probably didn't realise how drunk I was. I mean, I, I, did, I took the train to my mum's because I knew I was going to be drinking. I got there early, so I had a pint while I was while I was waiting for the rest of the family to turn up. I, I, I joined in the wine over dinner, and um, yeah, perhaps. Oh, and we had champagne, and my brother turned up. Well, no, a bottle of um, prosecco he turned up with, so we had a toast on that. You know, and it all mounts up. Next thing you know. You're committing crimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope, mate. It's, it's a slippery slope, and I'm I'm confessing here. I confess I've done it. I've I told Amazon when I reviewed the delivery. I said, yeah, everything about it was everything about my experience of dealing with this guy was great. And by the way, I was totally in the wrong, and uh, I have received it. But they haven't got back to me. I, I, it, it'll, it'll be a test of how closely they read their reviews, won't it? When the actual text <laughs> when, uh, the free text rather than just that's, the stars that's one way of looking at it um and for our listeners benefit so we are at the moment on what is called a bank holiday it's easter weekend as we're recording this this is going to go out like 
uh, well mm. into May, so when this episode actually goes out. Yeah, but, uh, but this is actually what this is actually what our American listeners would call a holiday. Yes. Yes. So what I mean, Have we tend to you know, if if we we you know go away on a, on a trip in the summer, um, we call that a holiday. They call that a vacation. Yes, and we we call that we call that a holiday too, but a public holiday. Yeah, so Americans would recognise this as as a as a holiday. Yes, Sorry, yeah. well, I don't know why I need to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to say that I mean your 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 long weekend uh, has has been still been far more interesting than mine. I've literally I've done my self-assessment taxes that was my weekend um yeah always do Mm. the first weekend after april so our financial year again for our american and and other countries listeners our financial year ends on april the 6th uh this was the first weekend fifth sorry it's sorry this new one starts on the 6th yeah yeah uh, starts on the sixth, um, and um, yeah. So I always do mine like the first weekend after, and it's done. Anyway, and I can forget about. Happy it. new, happy new financial year to our listeners. Yes, I hope your accounts are all in order and healthy. Absolutely, and you don't want to get a knock on the door from any uh, IRS or inland revenue people. Speaking of knocks on the door, Neil, if you like that same mm. way. Very smart, slick. We were talking last time about the men in black. And I was yeah. a bit surprised. Um sort of reviewing our our, our footage from uh, footage, our, our recording from last time. Um hmm. the other than the sort of the, the, the ninety-seven movie with Will Smith, um you and very really come across the Men in Black. Was there something in the X Files about these kinds of? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Men in Black. Yeah, that was an X Files. Mm. Yeah. So they are. Um, they are a known kind of creature. Uh, very well known, um, certainly in ufology circles. But I was, yeah, I was kind of under the impression that it was one of those things that everybody just knew about. I think, um, not. I mean, the, the men in black was a bit of a, a deflection, wasn't it? The men in black in this case were, were both definitely humans working for a secret government agency, but uh, dealing with lots and lots of extraterrestrials from other mm. planets. But no, just the, just the whole concept. It's like, you know, if you say to someone about a UFO, I'd, I'd expect mm. everyone, basically, almost everybody on the planet know exactly what you mean when you say a UFO. I wouldn't yeah. expect it to be up there at that sort of level in the mass consciousness, in mass awareness. Uh, um, well, I think like, oh, yeah, people know exactly what you mean. And beyond the movie kind of thing. Okay. I think just generally, it's what people know is is the movie. So, so that's really interesting because the movie's mm, taken so, from the real life. You mm. know, it, it's obviously it's it's fictionalized and it's expanded and and it's uh, parodied, but no, it's it's based very heavily the whole sunglasses thing, dressing in black or dark colors and memory mm. wiping, shiny Cadillacs. Well, I mean, some some corporations have very, very prescriptive dress senses, don't they? I think if you're in the FBI, you have to wear a grey suit and a grey tie and a white shirt. I don't think there's any 
variation on that, unless you're unless you're undercover. Although if you're undercover at a big corporation, you wear your grey suit greater. Um, yeah, if you if you work for IBM, you have to wear a blue suit, don't you? Dear, I didn't dark, know that. Dark blue suit, yeah. They were very prescriptive, and women have to wear a kind of, um, well, a sort of, they have to power dress in a blue skirt, blue, well, a, a, a suit, but a suit with a skirt. I think they even prescribe how far above the knee it's allowed to be, or below the knee. I think above the knee. It's a patriarchal organisation, so they're going to prescribe above the knee. Do you know what that, right, so I'm going to go like, to digress on the digression here, but mm. did you know that there's been a study done that has actively found a correlation between the height of women's skirts, like in, in terms of fashion as to how mm. basically how short the skirt becomes and how much financial crisis. Yeah, how well the economy's doing. So when, when skirts are high, like mini skirts in the late sixties, yeah, the economy was booming. When women started wearing maxi skirts down to their ankles in the seventies, yeah, we're in stagflation. It's, so, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, there is an active correlation. Anyway, we, we're getting slightly off topic. Well, I mean, we're getting well off topic. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we were talking last time about sort of the men in black coming to visit people who have had mm. UFO encounters or claim to have UFO encounters yeah. and tell them to show it, It's worth noting, um, it's not just UFO encounters that the men in black are associated with. I don't know if you've come okay. across this in your research, have you, Neil? Um, no, I haven't. It's one of those things that's actually quite hard to research because all we get is guff about the movie <laughs> which i really liked your theory last time that maybe that's deliberate <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's a, obfuscation well, well they, they say and i'm sure i'm sure our friend ben will be able to verify this that if you if you decide one day for some reason you need to go and live in another town or another country and maybe change your name pick the name of someone vaguely famous not not so famous that it will stand out but you know if you call yourself and maybe not too famous where you are, but if you call yourself John Wayne or something, no one can ever Google you. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, well, no, one of, one of the biggest things that the men in black have been associated with outside of ufology is uh, something called Mothman. I don't know if you're... You've I've heard, heard of, of Mothman, yeah. Yeah, um, I've heard of... There was a, a not very good film about it, wasn't there? Is it a Richard Gere What's film? That? Am I thinking? Yeah, okay. the Mothman something. The Mothman prophecies. Prophecies, yeah. Yeah, that's based on a book. Yeah, I'm more familiar okay. with the book uh, by a guy called Keel. Um, so he himself, the guy that wrote the book, the Mothman prophecies, was visited by mm. the Men in Black. Was he in association with it? Yeah. Um, really, really and so what the and. What did they offer? Some sort of literary review, or um, <laughs> is that what they do? Um, no, basically uh, threatened him, told him to keep quiet about it all, um, and then went again. Oh right, and uh, uh, did they uh, did they identify themselves? Did they have ID? Or I think they could, they that... just said they were with the government department. A lot of times with uh, Men in Black. Encounters they they claim to be from a government department. Hmm. 
But usually that you have some kind of ID, don't you? If you have a government job that requires you to knock on doors, and it's like, well, they, they just knock on your door and say, "Knock it off." Yeah, you're putting this stuff out there. Oh, sorry, you've had this. You've had this book published that's been bought by thousands and thousands of readers. It's available on on Amazon uh, on Kindle. Um, yeah, actually, can you just what shut up about? It? Don't write any more books about it. Uh, this goes back to when he was researching for the book. So well okay. before it was actually published. Well, and I guess there's an or else, isn't there? We'll say, we'll say we know you've been researching this thing. Um, with a view to writing a book about it, don't or else. And obviously, that threat wasn't compelling enough to stop him publishing. Uh, no, no. He went ahead with it. Publish it. <laughs> Not only am I going to write the book, I'm going to get it made into a movie starring Richard Gere. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bad movie. You've said so yourself. <laughs> yeah, but fuck you, man. <laughs> now it's interesting as as well. There, it isn't always just a case of them turning up and saying stop what you're doing or else mm. um there was a case uh of a guy called hopkins mm. who uh it, it get you a ufo researcher who was mm-hmm. researching some you know some big cases um had a phone call one day mm. he was there at home he was home alone um and he had a he wasn't wasn't ringing Amazon drunkenly, but he he mm. did get a phone call whilst he was doing his research um, to say, um, "We know you've been researching this thing, and uh, we need to talk to you about it, and we're going to visit you." The phone goes down. Now this is before the days of mobile phones. Mm-hmm. The phone. Sorry, what are we talking about? Uh, we're roughly? talking nineteen uh, seventies. Okay, nineteen seventies. So yeah, he uh, phone go. He puts the phone down, and then there's a knock at the door straight away, mm. and there's a chap there, same voice as was on the phone. Yeah, uh, saying. Yep, I'm here to talk to you about it. Uh want you to look at this thing. And he pulls out a copper sort of coin, a copper disc. Hmm. Holds it in his hand. The disc turns blue and then evaporates. And the guy turns around, walks to his car, gets in it, drives off. The man in black does? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's one of the more bizarre um, accounts. And, and, and what effect did it have on this guy who watched it? Did it erase his memory or...? No. No, he... I mean, he carried on researching. Um, I mean, these are the cases... The cases we're hearing about are the cases where people have not just um, had an encounter, but, you know, they have published the encounter. We don't know how many encounters people have had where they have been too frightened, of course, to come forward about it. That would be a weird thing to do, wouldn't it? I mean, imagine just knocking on someone's door and saying, I need you to see this, and you show them a, a conjuring trick, and then just 
at the end of it, you just walk away, get in your I car know. and drive. <laughs> I know, what right? The hell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, Actually, I'd quite like that to happen. Man in so black wow, dynamite, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's yeah. That's one of the more bizarre uh, ones, but a lot of them are quite sinister. You know, you hear about people sort of being interrogated to the point that they actively misremember something, which is a, uh, a known, um, almost sort of tortured type technique where you know you just tell us what you saw. No, that isn't what you saw. You saw something else. Tell us again what you saw, and just you know really. Interrogate someone over and over and over and just telling them, no, that's not what you yeah. saw. Isn't it called um, gaslighting? It is. I mean, gaslighting is the, I suppose, the the tame version of it. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Well, it is, it is quite a, it's quite bullying behaviour, isn't it? You're oh, it is. Telling I'm not someone certain. that, um, that yeah. all the things that they're bothered about, they're just imagining them. All the things they think you've done to them, no, oh, you're just imagining it. I never did that. Oh, absolutely. Until they, they can't not, trust, um, until they lose... Yeah, I'm not so, that uh, gaslighting. It is it is an insidious thing to do. But you look at the uh, words of the song for Men in Black, because what you think you saw, you did not see, is in there. Right. Mm. So there you go. Gaslighting. So, so have they have they done anything else apart from going around knocking on people's doors, telling them to knock it off? Um. They've been associated with, you know, gunning someone down in the street with a disintegrator ray or... Not you know. public assassinations. However, um, you'll remember we... <laughs> you, can, you can sort of make some connections uh, yourself, I think. Mm. Um, you remember quite some time ago we talked uh, about... About uh, where was it? Phil Schneider, hmm. uh, who allegedly went into an underground alien base, um, and later on he was uh, was claimed he, he committed suicide, but there was uh, a lot of questions over that. And, you hmm. know, that could potentially be the Men in Black, um, yeah, or someone else. Or someone else. Um, yeah. Who knows? Um, but it's not just kind of the more obscure people um, that they approach. Uh, <laughs> uh, dropped a, a teaser in last last week's episode about Dan Aykroyd. Hmm. Now, as as time has gone on, and I think, to be honest, the uh, the advent of the internet has made a lot of the men in black thing obsolete because now people mm. can go online and, and pretty much say anything but they can also get ridiculed really easily as well and, mm. and there's a lot of gaslighting that goes on on social media and places like that um mm. so we've seen a, a decline in the amount of cases being reported of the men in black um it kind of it starts drying up a bit basically since around 2000 in the new so, I'm not following the logic there. I would have thought with people's access to social media, that would, or have the, of the men in black gone to ground thinking, oh shit, yeah, if we go and knock on someone's door, this will get round really fast. 
I, I theorise no, no. that basically they're just using different methods now, and now it's all online, you know, debunking people through social media. Um, so I'm a member of, for example, um, Crop Circle uh, Facebook pages. Hmm. And yeah. I'll go on there. And there are some people who are just all the time constantly just saying, it's all man-made. It's all man-made. Anyone who says any different is a lunatic. And they're, like, really mm. quite aggressive about yeah. it all. And, of course, there are a lot of people who point out wonder how much these people are being paid by the government <laughs> to be all this. You know, it's like, yeah, and, because otherwise, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go along with you on this. Why would you care? Why would you? Yeah, if you don't think that real... crop circles are real... Why would and and but you know that people out there think they are actually caused by alien visitations or whatever the, something supernatural, and they're they're discussing it. Why would you want to intervene and say it's all a load of old bollocks? Well, I've, well, I've, I've tried. tried <laughs> what do you care? I've tried engaging with these people um, in, hmm. in a kind of like reasonable, rational way and saying, look, you know, I understand that you believe they're all man-made. However, you're saying. They mm. definitely are. Unless you've visited every crop circle in the world, mm. how can you commit it from this standpoint? And and they're instantly uh, into ridiculing, and it's an ad hominem argument. You know, they attack me personally. Mm. I've had them, like, basically pulling up posts of mine that I put on Facebook, like, five years ago, saying, oh, look, 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 you're, you're an idiot because you said this thing five years ago. It's like... Why are you going to this trouble? Well, that's a sure sign that you don't have an argument, isn't it? As soon as you t- you, you get into personal attacks. Exactly. That, that's a sure sign you don't really have an argument. But to trawl through my social media that far back mm. is really weird. But but do you think it, it is someone from the government trying to silence you, trying to I don't discredit know. you? Or do you think it is just some arsehole being a troll? I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of them out there. There are plenty. <laughs> there are definitely plenty yeah. of trolls out there, and I've had my share of dealing with them. Um, mm. I, I honestly don't know. It, it just seems a bit bizarre. And there are plenty of people who are convinced now that these people are on some sort of payroll for something. So so to come back to the whole Men in Black thing, yeah, I, I, I think they're still around. I just think they have a different way of working now, now that we're in hmm. the digital age. But, but you do have some accounts still creeping up from time to time, and there, there are kind of two in the last um, 20, well, 21 years uh, that I want to look at. Dan Aykroyd. And we've all heard mm. of Dan Aykroyd and we've all heard of Ghostbusters and, you know. Yeah. Now, one of the reasons why he wanted to make Ghostbusters in the first place is because he himself is actually a big um, a big person really into the paranormal himself, mm. genuinely in real life. Um, and there's there's whole, that, basically, Google this, uh, listeners, because it's really quite interesting about how we wanted to get Ghostbusters made in the first place. Um, but he was, it, this is back in 2002, so 21 years ago, he's, he's starting to make preparations for a show for the Sci-Fi Channel. Mm. And... In this show, he's he's uh, researching UFO encounters and like you know researching the people he's going to interview and things like that. Um, he steps outside the studio, 
um, whether he's finished and going home for the day, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but outside there is this this car with several people sat inside it. One person stood by the car, all dressed again in these these black suits, sunglasses, uh, fedoras, mm. and but looking but looking like humans wearing black suits and fedoras. Looking looking. I haven't heard anything to the contrary on this story, so okay. yeah, we'll go with that. Looking, looking like humans, um, mm. and the one who stood by the car approaches him and says, uh, "You won't be making this show." And he gets distracted. A car goes by or something, and he looks around. I mean, he's he's quite nervous at this. Obviously, this is quite a mm. scary thing to happen. Uh, but a car drives past, and he, he distracts him for a moment. He looks away for a moment, looks back. The car, the guy, gone. Disappeared. Mm. Now, hours later... Sorry, because that, this that is, is not where the story a... ends. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. This is not where it ends. Hours later, so not long at all, he gets a phone call. His show's been cancelled. No mm. explanation, no reasons given. Okay. Just some observations. I mean, if you want to persuade someone that... Um, their show about the supernatural is a load of old nonsense. Um, it's probably a really bad idea to do something really supernatural right in front of them. <laughs> you know, I've, I've come to tell you, this is all a load of crap. You're not going to make a show about it. And then they look, look, look at their momentarily distracted. When they look back, you're gone. You vanished into thin air. They're, 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 that's not going to make them think, oh, no, there's nothing to this supernatural stuff. Um, and also... Why, why go to Dan? I mean, obviously, if you want a, a show to be cancelled, you go to the people who've got the money, don't you? And you, know, mm-hmm. you, you, you stop the funding for it, basically. That's that's the way to yes. stop a show. I mean, I mean, so if, if you start railing about the content of a show, when people say, oh, this show's obscene or it's it's whatever, that that's going to make a lot of people want to see it even more. It's going <laughs> to show there's a real demand for it. Well, I suppose that would be the um, <laughs> one way of looking at it was, was it a marketing stunt? Yeah, that's the thing. And, uh, you know, with, with a lot of these people who are out there telling people to stop what they're doing or, or seem to be, I mean, are they employed by some kind of government? Well, certainly, I mean, not just government, but say think tanks that are funded by corporations that, for instance, uh, Rush Limbaugh, who who died fairly recently, didn't he? He was a he was a yeah a, a right wing radio host, yeah, Rush Limbaugh, and his big things were, well, he was was climate change denial for one, mm-hmm. but there are clear links between you know back to um, back to think tanks that are funded by oil companies paying him very well to say yeah. That, that climate change isn't real it's nothing to do with us it's it's just a natural occurring whatever whatever but another big thing of his and i think he was funded by the tobacco industry um was to say that um cigarettes don't cause cancer and then he died of lung cancer that's what that's what did for him in the end uh, but obviously this morissette would uh, have a word <laughs> about that because it is a bit <laughs> ironic 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's not just so. Yeah, I can I can get the whole point with Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Could that have been a marketing mm. stunt? Yeah, quite possibly. Mm. Quite possibly. Although yeah. apparently to this day he still maintains the story. Hmm. So. I don't yeah, you'd think you'd have, if it was a stunt, he'd come in and say, yeah, it's just something we did to, um, to generate some, interest in the show. Well, but, but it didn't, it, it can't be marketing because it, it got the show cancelled, didn't it? Yeah. So if the yeah. show had gone ahead, he, he could have, yeah, years later, said, oh, yeah, we, we, we concocted this story just to generate interest, but <laughs> we concocted this story and it got the show cancelled. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, definitely something that isn't uh, a marketing event, or I can't think mm. that it would be, uh, was a few years later in 2008. Um, so near Niagara Falls, uh, mm. there was a, a – it's, it's, I won't say famous, but it's, it's a quite well-known – there was a UFO sighting, and it was one of the triangular UFOs. Mm. Uh, there was a guy who um, – I think it was a hotel manager – and, and mm. the security guard from there, a uh, guy called Shane Sovar, um, mm. witnessed this UFO, uh, mm. this UFO event uh, over this hotel where he was working. Now, a few days later, some, again, two men in black, particularly tall, especially mm. tall guys, um, said by the staff to have no eyebrows or eyelashes. Uh, they looked remarkably similar to each other. Uh, they're pale-skinned, and they had particularly large eyes. Uh, they came in to talk to Shane Sovar, who was off that day. Hmm. And... and told they were off, they turned around and walked out again. But this was caught on CCTV, and the footage mm. is out there. If you want to Google Shane Sovar, Men in Black CCTV footage, listeners, uh, I'll try and put a link spell- in the description. How do, you, how do you spell Sovar? S-O-V-A-R? S-O-V-A-R, yes. Um yeah, I'll, I'll try and put a link to this footage in the uh, in the description. Hmm. Um, I'm sure our listeners would love to see that. But yeah, you've got CCTV footage of these men walking in. Uh, you can see um, they walk past someone who's who's working in the entrance this lobby. Hmm. And uh, yeah, they uh, they they do look particularly tall. They do look, I, I'll say, unearthly. Uh, we talked a little bit mm. last time about the uh, the unhappy valley. I can see where someone mm. might get a, a thing for that. You can't really tell about the eyebrows and eyelashes because, well, CCTV footage, mm. famously not. Brilliant resolution. Um, but this is the only known time of Men in Black being caught on camera. And, and like other very, very tall people, do they walk with a stoop and also have hats that are quite battered where they keep banging their heads on things? Uh, no and no. Well, well, they have hats, but hmm. they don't look battered in the footage. So they, they obviously know how to duck when they go through a doorway. Um, yeah, I mean, they are duck, particularly tall doors in this hotel lobby, so, but no, okay. they don't stoop. They, they but you think, you think getting into their car or whatever... Or, or... Yeah. 
Actually, I, I worked with this guy, and he was like a spider. When I when I stood next to him, um, you know, about the same height as him, and then he'd sit down, and just his head would just be above the desk. He he, was, he had this small body and really long <laughs> legs. Yes, that, that does happen. Yeah, <laughs> okay, when so, they get in their car. And... So what what do we we've hit hit that time in the show because we yeah. don't want to make this a three minuter. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Neil? Now you've heard a bit more about the Men in Black. I mean, A, does it put the Will Smith movie into some sort of different context for you? Um, and B, what do you think? Are they, are they government agents or what's going on with these? I don't know. I don't know if they're real. I don't know if they're, they're hyped, used to, they're just made up to sell books and movies and things. Um, I don't know about that. I don't believe, uh, you know, I need an awful lot more evidence to believe that these are actual extraterrestrials employed by the US government to go and shut people up. Or hybrids, maybe. People have suggested Or hybrids, hybrids. or anything like that. Um, As you know from your own Crop Circle Facebook group, putting out information about anything like this is hard enough as it is. You're going to meet a wall of disbelief and hostility anyway. You don't need people from the government coming around to tell you to knock it off. You do in this day and age. Um, but but when you look back to, you know, last century, oh God, mm. that makes me feel old saying that. Um, mm. But when you look to the last century, that was a different time. That was a different way of working you didn't have um you didn't have the obfuscation through social media that you you have now no but you also didn't have the means of communication through social media if you if you were someone an ordinary joe who'd just seen the ufo it was very difficult to communicate that you know what you're going to do write a book get it published maybe and that's what people did. Get get yourself onto some TV sh- chat show where, yeah. for, for, for laughs, the host will obviously ridicule you. You know you're going to go on that show and you're going to get laughed at because that's the host's job. That makes their show more fun. Mm, yeah. Uh, but why are they laughing at them? Why aren't they taking it more seriously? Because there's more, there's more entertainment value in laughing at the nut job. Or have the men in black got to them? <laughs> or have the men in black got to them. Yeah, this, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, I for one, I'm absolutely convinced that they exist. Now, whether they are an official government body, uh, whether they're outside the government, I, I really couldn't say. I'm as to the extraterrestrial thing, I, I struggle with that one. I'll be honest, I do struggle a bit. Um, I do think if if I so I'm put, trying to put myself into this mindset, you know, I'm doing the, mm. the whole actor thing and you know, getting mm. myself into character. Um, mm. But if I w- if I was going to go out and frighten the bejesus out of somebody who was putting out a story or you know claims to have had an extraterrestrial experience, so for one thing, yes. Seeming like a government agent is a good way of doing that. Secondly, especially if you're talking about paranormal or extraterrestrial, using a bit of makeup to make myself seem unearthly, 
that would also be a really good way of frightening the crap out of somebody. It would work it on good, me. If it, if it was a good, <laughs> if it was a good disguise that bore close scrutiny, yeah, that, that I can see that that would, uh, yeah, that would so, have an effect. So I'm not, I'm not ruling out. You know, we're talking about makeup, prosthetics, things like that. Um, I'm not ruling hmm. out. I'm not ruling anything out. You know, I'm not ruling out the whole. It might be aliens um, who are doing hmm. this to keep people quiet. But I think but, that's but here's a, a less likely one. <laughs> Here's a tip for our listeners. If you shave your eyebrows off, you will find out the hard way what eyebrows are for. The next time you work up a sweat, you'll be blinded by salt water in your eyes. Neil, you know that I shave my eyebrows off every year, don't you? Do you? Yeah. Didn't used to, but Mm. I do now. Because I have Mm. particularly dark eyebrows. (laughs) rest of the hair is nice. either going or turning white, but uh, I have particularly dark eyebrows, and um, we play a character mm. each year that uh, famously has white eyebrows. Mm. So I but use if you work up a sweat. Now. Okay, but if you work up a sweat, you, know, you just get your eyes full of sweat. Oh yeah, yeah, or get in the it's rain like or anything like that. Oh yeah, they yeah. do serve. <laughs> they do serve a particular <laughs> purpose. Um, but yeah. Anyway, there we go. We're digressing, even at the very end there. <laughs> So back onto Men in Black. What do you think, listeners? Are they real? Are they a government organisation? Are they something else? Are they human? Are they not? Oh, so much to unpack. I'm trying to keep an open mind about it all. It sounds like sounds like you're sceptical about it, Neil. I'm sceptical about it, yes, I have to say. Okay, okay. Well... Yeah, do let us know what you think, listeners. Via the usual means, you can contact us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. You can email us, aliensexplored at gmail.com. You you can message us on Discord if you are one of our Patreon patrons. And the way to do that is to go to patreon.com forward slash aliensexplored. Pick a tier that suits you, and that will get you exclusive access to our exclusive Discord. Too many exclusives there. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we do like, we love hearing what people think. We do love hearing them. So uh, do let us know. Join us next time, though, when from one movie uh, of the 90s to another, you remember the movie Stargate, don't you, Neil? I do, I do remember it, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to be talking about the real Stargate. Peruvian Gate of the Gods next time. Blimey. So miss that one, listeners. In the meantime, keep watching out for whoever's creeping up to your door to knock on it. And of course, keep watching the skies. Take care for now. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.